I'll say hi to everybody online. Yeah, welcome. Fabulous day in the spirit today. And I know in your house you're going to experience the same glory and presence and anticipation and new hope and awareness of what God has accomplished in his son and now what his son is accomplishing for us in his intercession, his intersecting and speaking into our lives. Don't let go. Allow. One of the things, we'll talk more about it, we'll get together in our small group, but the whole idea is that God's looking for a person to go through. Not a person to perform for him, but just to go through, to obey and to respond to his word. So tonight God's going to say some cool things. Be ready. Say yes. Receive. And let's, we're going to, it's, it's going to be a, you're going you're gonna to sense the, the miracle. That's what miracle means. It's dunamis. It's power. It's power. And that power is going to come into the sanctuary, come into your living room. The glory of God just start dropping. Whoa. So receive right now. Receive the miracle that you're longing for. And that's the one he's ready to give. And let, it, let that breaker anointing, like we were just saying, just press through and keep... Keep coming in, and keep coming in, and keep coming in, <laughs> and keep coming in. Just keep receiving, and just keep receiving, and just keep receiving. And the Holy Spirit carries all of the benefits of Jesus Christ, all of the healing, all of the miracles, all of the, the wonders, the signs, the various gifts. He just starts coming. It was, whoa. So all of a sudden, word of knowledge, you have, you, have, you, have, you have insight about something you couldn't get a hold of. That's a gift. All of a sudden, you see what to do in something you didn't know what to do with. That's wisdom, a gift of wisdom. All of a sudden, the strength comes into your body. That's a miracle. And it affects the way you're feeling. That's a healing. All of a sudden, tongues start rising up because you just don't know what to say, but you need to say something. That's the gift of tongues. All of a sudden, from the tongues, you understand what you just said, and you go, yes, amen, I'm in agreement that you are more than glorious, and you're more victorious than I even could imagine. Then all of a sudden, you look around, and you go, you know, I know what's happening. I'm not engaged in some flesh and blood issue. This is a demonic structure trying to press me into, into a corner and make me afraid and make me react. That's discerning of spirits. Hmm, hmm. <laughs> and then you go to bed, lay down, put your head on the pillow. That's the gift of faith. I'll go to sleep tonight like a baby and receive everything God just did. And it keeps on giving. It never stops. That's faith. And that's a gift. And that's the gift of the Spirit. So, I don't know, are you guys picking that up? I mean, it's all free. When the Holy Spirit starts moving, he's not waiting for a few people. He's not trying to get a group. He's ready to give to whoever and ready for everyone and anyone and anyone who's got collects and connects and goes I'm pulling wow praise Jesus thank you Jubilee thank you guys online thank you in the house thank you for those of you came and spent time with us this day was powerful off the charts as far as you, the intervene the stepping in of God into the into the world we're living in to bring about the kingdom that we're longing for 
the sense of exchange. It was just amazing. But I want to hear from those who were a part of prayer. We will get into our small groups at the end to just talk about. You can be about our Bible reading. So this week we've, we've entered into a, uh, now it's not so easy. It's not because Job's getting worse. Be of good heart. When we get to chapter 32, it rocks. And, yeah, and we're gonna, when we get to that, we're going to take a whole Wednesday and a whole Sunday. Or maybe just a whole Wednesday and just say, okay, let's, what was God doing in that book? And how does that book, how does that which he was doing in Job get done in me? And we're just going to have a transference. But um, we started Corinthians. So I can't now just go, it's, let's see, it's the 18th. So it's the 17th. So it's 18, Gen- 18 Matthew, 18... Well, no, there is no 18 Romans. So now we're in 1 Corinthians 2. But we'll, we'll get into that. We have also are still in Genesis 18, still in Job 18, and then we are still in Isaiah, and we're in chapter 18. But again, who would like to share first testimony, what God does, what he's said, what he's doing in the sanctuary and prayer? Come on up. I, Phil, please. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, Jubilee and online. Um, Kelly, can you bring up Luke 15 for me? Possible? Luke 15, verse 1? Uh, I think verse, starting at verse 4. Um, I was talking with uh, Allie last Wednesday, and uh, she said I should be sharing this from one of our prayer sessions. And by the way, I'm going to speak to all those folks online. You've got to come down here Wednesdays, and you've got to pray. You have to come down here. If you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, come down here and you will get baptized in the Holy Spirit. But please come down here and pray. And what you do, if you don't know what to pray, like me, when I first came here, just pray God's word back to God. Mm -hmm. And it will come back to you. And it will go back to God. It will come back to you. You don't have to have all this thou, thee, and all the holiest words. Just come in and, and pray God's word back to him. So I'm like the Uncle Sam. I want you at Jubilee. So come down here on Wednesday and pray. Yeah. Yeah. You know, back in July, and I've said this story before, and some of you have heard it, and I talked to Pastor Brian about it. Back in July, I have my journal from our prayer sessions. We prayed for rain in July 26 or whatever, and there was, like we said earlier, there was a snowpack two inches up in the Sierras. So now don't get mad at me because of this torrential rain we just had. But yeah. When I was praying that prayer in July, I was here in the, in the room on that Wednesday morning with one other person, and they didn't really pay much attention. But as I was praying for that rain, those scriptures, all of a sudden I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew in my spirit. This thing actually took hold in my spirit, and it was almost like a drug. I told Pastor Brian, I got to have more of that. How do I get that? sensation in my spirit. How do I get that power again? And Pastor Brian says, well, you play golf, right? I go, yeah. When you play golf, it's that one shot that occurs every 50 or 60 games that makes you keep coming back and coming back and (laughs) wasting more money and coming back. So it's just like the Word of God. So that when you keep digging and keep digging and keep praying it back and keep praying it back and keep praying it back, all of a sudden, the spirit hits, the spirit hits, the spirit hits, and then it comes in a wave after wave after wave. And of course, this is new for me, but not for you folks, because you're all learned about all this. 
So as I was praying, I asked myself, how do I truly believe when I pray for something that's really happened? And how do I know when my faith agrees with what I just said in the Word? And Creflo Dollar said this about a week ago, and it finally clicked and hit me. And I, in my lightning-fast mind, I, he said, the way I know that my prayers are answered is when I enter into his rest. Not lounging around like you're kicking back, whatever, but you enter God's rest, and God says, let my word, let my word do the work for you. Let the word fight the fight for you. Mm -hmm. You just rest. Now, Luke, this came in right after this. I went, whoa, this is a double whammy. So Jesus is telling the story about the lost sheep, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just paraphrase for time's sake and get through this, but Jesus says to the Pharisees, what, what man of you have a hundred sheep? He loses one of them, and he, doesn't, and he has 99, and he goes after the one who's lost in the wilderness. And this is where it gets interesting. I want you to follow this very carefully. And when he, the shepherd, has found it, he lays it on his shoulders. Now check this out. You pick up a lamb with both, both arms and legs and wrap it over your shoulder if you're a shepherd. You know, I don't know which side the head's on, this side or that side, doesn't matter. And when he comes home, so here's, here's the shepherd, Carrying the sheep, when he comes home, he calls together his friends and saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Now here's the, here's the kicker. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Question, when did the sheep repent? When he allowed the Father, the Jesus, the shepherd to pick him up and lay him on his shoulders and rest. That's where the sheep turned and, and repented. So I thought I'd just share that with you, what I got from prayer. So all of you out there online, you can pick up some of these things when you come down here and pray on Wednesdays. Okay, now release that for all of us online in the house. Let's stand up together. Lord, we thank you that when we pray your word, that your word does not come back to you void. And we thank you, Lord, that when we pray, you will drop down deep in our spirits the yes amen i heard mm -hmm. you the prayer the prayers are being answered so yes. lord when we do so we thank you that we now enter your rest and we're like the sheep that just lay on your shoulders and let you carry us back to the party in the name of jesus we all agreed and said amen 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 thank you, amen. Thank you for who'd like to come next yeah come on up wes Hello, Jubilee. Hello. I was uh, with you guys today in spirit and also for the last probably three and a half months. Been in the marketplace and it's been tremendous. There's a 9 a.m. Bible study every morning and people are just being added. And uh, there's like a mass baptism preparation. There's so many that want to get baptized. And there's a local uh, person that has a spa that needs just to get heated up a little bit. And uh, we're going to do that. But today was pretty special. But one thing that was really awesome recently was I talked to the owner. There's like around 150 people in the corporate office and like 50 virtual people. And I talked to the owner and I said, crazy ask, can I preach the gospel at one of the Christmas parties or at, uh, or at like one of your sales meetings? And he said, I'm going to ask my Jewish lawyer. 
And I said, you realize that Jewish lawyers are the ones that crucified Christ, right? And he started laughing, and then he ran it by his Jewish lawyer, and his Jewish lawyer gave him the go-ahead. And how he did it was in this sales meeting, they did all that they did, and then he said, this meeting's officially over. You can get up and leave right now, but I'm dying to hear this guy share this and that. And he kept talking, and nobody had the chance really to leave because he just kept going. And they respect this guy because he just gave out like fifty, seventy-five thousand dollars $75,000 in gifts and all that to end the year. And he's just a generous, amazing uh, guy. So what happened is, is all these people were a captive audience. And he said that girls were coming up to him and weeping after. And they were saying, I don't know why I'm crying. I'm not even religious. So it was just incredible. But today was special. And I was definitely with you guys in spirit because not only was there a 9 a.m. Bible study, but it was the first lunch gathering of this kind that where we just gathered anybody in the office that wanted to be there and just brought pizzas and uh, one of the gentlemen shared the gospel and there was Muslim people in there and everything and it was tremendous and hearts were getting marked and there was even a Muslim guy just like sharing like about the eternal and the temporal and it was just it was amazing so I just want to pray that where you guys are that you're going to just see like the spreading yep. of the gospel and it's just going to be massage from in your heart and just get on everybody so yeah father i thank you for the oil right now yes. the oil that comes from the masseuse of heaven the great comforter the great helper the chiropractor of heaven the great adjuster the one that puts everything back into order the one that moves everything into position with precision we release that right yes. now that the anointing that lifts the burden and destroys the yoke of bondage is now moving from the inner man and moving out of your external man and moving into the land, into the hearts of those that you are around and the ones that you carry in your own heart. And I just thank you for the spreading of this glorious gospel yeah. that you are contagious, that you're outrageous, that you're a living flame that can never be put out and I just thank you for mouths opening and flame throwers going forth and lives being transformed that you're illuminating hearts and that you're increasing your people you're multiplying your people and you're causing great grace to abound in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name amen you may be seated thank you Come on here, Eddie. You were here first. You're early. The six o'clock crew. Suzanne really blessed us this morning. And I hope I do justice to what she shared with us. Because she couldn't be here to share herself. She read from, uh, read from Ezekiel 37. And... Uh, we were just praying for the children, for the, when we had the baskets out here, we were just praying over. And she started reading this to us, and I'm just going to read it to you the way she read it to us. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley. Indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, 
can these bones live? So I answered, oh Lord God, you know. And again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God of, to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put bread in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. And so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them. And the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the bread, to the bread, prophesy son of man and say to the bread thus says the Lord God come from the four winds O bread and breathe on the slain and that they may live so I prophesied as he commanded me and bread came into them and they lived and stood up upon their feet an exceedingly great army please rise we're going to pray I want to pray this over every one of you. Yes. Lord, let it be. Here we go. Here we Lord, your word Jesus. is preeminent. Everything you said. That which you said has power in itself to bring itself into fulfillment. Therefore, Lord, we proclaim your word. Because the power is in your word to fulfill your word. Whatever is in our lives, O oh Lord, that are like dry bones, we prophesy over them. Yes, yes. That the life of God might begin to be manifested yes. in them. Yes. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you. Here. saying about the, the dry bones coming to life, I think it was the same thing we felt in our prayer shift today where the anointing, and it was, Allie was saying at the beginning of the service today, the anointing was really strong today through all the prayer meetings, I'm sure. Yeah. And then they started singing tonight, the anointing again, that song that uh, Diana was playing at the end of our prayer shift. Lord, we receive your anointing. Well, the anointing is the thing that breaks the yoke. It's the thing that brings the dry bones to life. And I'm feeling better. I was just talking to Ed Madrid there, and he's saying he's feeling 100% back with his health as well. But God has something, I think, that he's going to give us health and wealth in 2023, but I think he's going to give us more. You know, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, mm -hmm. They, uh, God heard their cries for a long time. And then finally God moved. 
But we have in the new covenant something different. We don't have to wait for the hand of God to move. We have the Holy Spirit's anointing. The anointing is always associated with the Holy Spirit and the anointing oil. And so we don't have to wait. We, can, we have access every day to the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But in 2023, the Lord spoke to me in December that he's going to bring forth fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, Lord, how's that going to be? So just in this past week, I was on the mend. He was saying to me, I'm going to bring the fruitfulness with faith, hope, and love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And he said, and I said, well, Lord, the fruitfulness, how, the children of Israel didn't only experience that none of these sicknesses, he's, he said to them, will come upon you. And the wealth of all the people that are embellishing you with their jewelry and all of their garments and so forth, health and wealth they had, but they had even more. When they went and left Egypt, they got the word of God from Moses on Mount Sinai. Mm. When they went into the promised land, they've got property that was given to them. <laughs> and they got uh, cities that they could govern. And they got, so God gave them fruitfulness in the vineyards that they planted, and the trees that they planted, and the flowers that they planted bloomed. So they got health and wealth, and they got more. But the Lord spoke to me that those things signify, just like, some people have tried to misconstrue that when God says he wants us to have wealth, that he wants us to have just a lot of money. No, he says the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. But he said, now, Peter, for 2023, I want to add to righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, and I want to say fruitfulness mm -hmm. for 2023 health and wealth yes but prosperity in many areas including faith hope and love for the church i'm gonna pour it down there's gonna be a downpour a downpour of blessing on the church of faith hope and love because in the midst of exposure in this year and it's already starting to happen it's been happening last year now and it's going to increase just like the rain starts to trickle and then the downpour comes exposure is going to happen then justice and then mercy and the lord says because when the downpour comes peter of the anointing on the church it's going to be faith hope and love is going to be the downpour and so he gave me the scripture that i've read before but i added the verse because it applies now in the song of solomon where Jesus, uh, or Jesus, yes, the, the shepherd is talking to the dove. And he says in Song of Solomon 2, verse, Song of Solomon 2, verse 11, for lo, the winter is past, and on the Jewish calendar it has passed, because they're started in September, and the rain is over and gone. However, the flowers appear on the earth. The time of singing yes. has come. And the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The turtle dove, symbolic, of course, of the Holy Spirit. The anointing comes with the Holy Spirit. The sound of the turtle dove, the same dove that came over Jesus when he was 
baptized in the water, this is my son whom I well pleased. That sound of the turtle dove, the anointing that breaks the yoke, mm -hmm. that is going to be heard in 2023. It says that is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth her green figs and the vines with the tender grapes give a good smell. And that's what they had when they walked in the promised land. The fruitfulness in their crops and their herds. And rise up, my love. He's speaking to the dove. This is the shepherd, my fair one, and come away with me. And so I believe the Lord wants us to have uh, that faith for fruitfulness, for health and wealth and even more. You realize that God's hope for you is greater than even your hope that you have for yourself. Yes, yes. It says that Abraham in hope against hope. What was he talking about? He was saying that God's hope was for him to have fruitfulness through Sarah. His hope was to, and, and Sarah's hope was to at least have fruitfulness through Hagar, the servant. Or, and then they would have Ishmael, and he would be the son of promise. But God says, my hope for you is greater than your hope that you have. Yep, and so yep, God's yep, hope yep, for the church yep, yep. and God's faith for the church is greater than we even hoped and prayed for ourselves. So God's saying, increase your prayers now. Raise the level of hope. Raise the level of, of faith. And raise the level of love because we'll need it. When God's exposure and, and equity and justice comes, God's saying in the midst of the love that he gives us, love always contains mercy. Mm -hmm. And so the church has been called this year to a greater faith, greater hope, a higher hope, and a greater love. So let's stand yes. and receive that. Let's receive that, yes. For all of us, can we say this together? Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I receive faith, hope, and love. I receive faith, hope, and love. Like I've never had it before. Like I've never had it before. And the anointing that breaks the yoke. And the anointing that breaks the yoke. The yoke off of me. The yoke off of me. The yoke off the prodigals. The yoke off the prodigals. And my loved ones. And my loved ones. And my ones. children. And my children. My grandchildren. My grandchildren. And my great-grandchildren. And my great-grandchildren. The yoke off of this nation. The yoke off of this nation. The United States of America. The United States of America. And the yoke off of the world's bondage. The yoke off of the world bondage. I decree it. I decree it. I declare it. I declare it. I proclaim it. I proclaim it. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. The one who breaks every yoke. The one who breaks every yoke. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you, Peter. Kelly, can we do Isaiah 10, around verse 24? Um, so just I'm hearing the same theme, the same theme, the same theme throughout the day. Just uh, the picture the Lord gave me when he was giving us that song about the anointing breaks the yoke is of um, someone who has an old wineskin and they take the fat and that's what anointing oil means. Um, I'll come back to the scripture in a minute, but it's, it's the fat, it's the fatness, it's, it's the grease of the fat. And um, they would take that and they would take an old wineskin and they would begin to just massage and massage it and, and really 
rub that fat, that grease, that oil into the wineskins. And I felt what the Lord was saying in that moment is he was saying, some of you are praying for a new wineskin. And God says, if you'll just step in to my presence, that I'm going to take my anointing and I'm going to... <laughs> and I just, I felt the Lord saying, don't limit me by what you understand of my word. Because a lot of times I'm doing something, but you think I need to do it this way for me to do it. And it's like, but Lord, I want a new wineskin. And he's like, the anointing is going to make you new. The anointing is going to make that wineskin new. Stop looking over here for me to like radically change you. You're the one I'm using right here, right now. And I'm going to bring that anointing. And so that oil, that word, that hope, hope was big today. Um, Therefore, thus says the Lord God of hosts, O my people who dwell in Zion, do not be afraid of the Assyrian. He shall strike you with a rod and lift up his staff against you in the manner of Egypt. For yet a little while, next one, and the indignation will cease. Next slide, please. Did it get stuck? Sometimes it does. As my anger and their destruction. And the Lord of hosts will stir up a scourge for him like the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb. And his rod was on the sea, so he will lift it up in the manner of Egypt. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden from the Assyrian will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Mm. Yes, Lord. The yoke was created to bear burdens. If you think of a yoke, like when the women went to the well to get water, they would wear a yoke and they would hang the buckets on either side. It was meant to be a help to bear burdens. And when the enemy comes, he puts a heavy yoke on us. And so often that's this yoke of you should, you shoulda, you coulda, you woulda. It's a, it's a yoke of regret. It's a yoke of shame. It's a yoke of criticism that has nothing of the kingdom in it, but we take it on and we, we buy into the lie and we get stuck in the letter of the law. And, and Jesus said, but I want you to take up my yoke because it's easy and my burden is light. And so if you'll just stand with me, I believe the anointing is here for us to make a yoke exchange tonight. Whoa. And so what I'd like us to do is take our hands from the side, and I want us in faith to actually lift off the heavy yoke of our necks and give it to Jesus. There you go. And then rather than putting on that yoke, just lift your hands and let him be the one who mantles you with his yoke. Because he's the one who bears the brunt. He's the one who bears the weight. be the name of the Lord. And so he wants to mantle us with his yoke. Mm. Just say, Lord, I receive your yoke. Well, I receive your yoke. Take, take the heavy yoke, yoke that I've come under, God. Yes, Lord. I receive your yoke today. I receive your yoke today. And then if you'll just put your hand on your heart, say, let your anointing make my wineskin new. Massage me, massage me, and rub me with fat. Rub me with your fat, yeah. Mm. So that I can receive the new wine, God. So I can receive the new wine.
In Jesus' yes. name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, do we have another one or we'll get ready? Oh, come on, Ellie. Yeah. And then we'll get into our small groups. This is so rich, isn't it? I mean, you can't. We, we're in the fat. Um, this morning, God was talking to me about the children of Israel, and then it came up again when we were having our time of prayer and worship. Uh, and I, a song came out that I don't remember, but it was basically about how God, you called me out um, of Egypt, and you've called me into the promised land, and you've made promises, and you've you brought me out of slavery, but you took too long. But you took too long. So I fashioned. I took what I had and what I knew and I fashioned uh, idols that, because you're not moving and you're not listening to me. So I'm gonna take these beautiful things that I have and I'm gonna create, I'm gonna melt them down and create like these whatever, cows or whatever, these, these idols that I'm going to pray to because I know you did these things and I know you said these things, but, but you took too long. And I just felt um, this, like the longing of God's heart is like, return, return. You've, you've even taken, you know, whether it's other things that were like, yeah, I'll do that later, Lord. I'm going to just do this thing. I'm going to be comfortable. I'm going to be. And I think there's this, um, like in that anointing, there's this ability where God's like, I just want to destroy all those things because you're going to be stuck here if you don't destroy them so that you can move forward. I know I took longer than what you were expecting, but destroy those things and believe what my words that I said to you and enter into the promised land and tear down those things. And um, so I just wanted to, for us to like step into that invitation. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Father, we do, we lay before you, God, anything, whether it's our own abilities, our own giftings, our own like, I'm good at this, so I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna do this. And Father, um, we lay all of that, God, anything that doesn't belong in the promised land, we lay it at your feet, God. We repent and we turn. And I ask, God, that you just destroy those things. Even I feel like you're wanting to destroy those things that are destroying us from entering into the new place, from, from fully embracing that new wineskin, that, that fat that's being rubbed on that, those dry places. It's like we have to allow you to do that. And Father, um, I just thank you, God, in every place of our heart where, where there's been um, like a, a belief system that I, you're taking too long, so I have permission to go backwards. It's like, no, 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 no. God wants to bring you forward. You don't have permission to, to, to pray to idols. You don't have permission to serve gods that aren't really God. You don't have permission to go backwards. But, but Father, we give you those things, and we just ask, God, that you destroy and liquefy and annihilate everything that we can't take with us 
into the new place. We don't want it anymore, God. We don't want those things anymore. We want you, God. We want you and only you. We want only you, God. All of the, our, our things that we can do well, all of the things that worked in the last season, all of the hangups that we've had, all of the triggers that we've had, all of the pride that we had, whatever it is, Father God, we don't want to move forward with those things. And Father, so we, just like um, Diana led us in, we, we give those to you. Here, God, you take them. I just want to go in with you, God. I just want to go in with you. God, and so we give you that permission, God, and I thank you for um, even just the holiness of your presence and of the anointing. It destroys the yokes and all the, 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 the past things that are too heavy that we're, we don't want to bring with us. God, we say, God, you're right on time, and we let go of that um, false belief that if only God would have shown up back here, if only God wouldn't have taken so long, if only, if only. God, all I know is that you're the same God that called, called, called Lazarus back to life. You weren't too late for him, and you're not too late for us, God, and or our loved ones. And so, Father God, we give you today, in our hearts today, and everything that's in there today, God. And I just thank you for... Um, being willing, just like with the leper and with so many people. And they said, oh, God, if you're willing, cleanse me. God, if you're willing, heal me. And he said, I'm willing. Be cleansed. You didn't have to stop and think about it. Your heart is for us, God. And you are who you are all the time. So, Father God, we know you are willing, God. And so we give you all these things. And I thank you, God, that you're stoking the fire on the inside, wow. God, and I just thank you for that, God. We give you even the, our, our, the place where the fire used to be or the place where there's, there's still flickering of a flame, God, and we say, God, you're the keeper of this flame. You fan it, God. We give ourselves to you again, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Praise God. What a perfect closing testimony. Let's break up in groups of three, two, three, four people. You can share from the scriptures today or what God has been saying in the readings. And I'm going to then take time to speak into the, everyone online. <clears throat> okay, so Matthew 18. I don't know if you had a chance to get in the scripture, which I always recommend wherever you are, just start where, where the day you're in. You don't have to try to recover. If, and you can recover anytime you want to. But Matthew 18 is a, is a picture of humility of the children to be entering the kingdom, it's a picture of, of not offending the little ones. It's a picture of resolving offense, coming to your brother in secret, sharing his fault with you. It is his fault that's affecting you, but it's you're doing it in secret. If that's not being heard, then go tell someone else. If that and bring not don't tell somebody else like on this you know, side of complaint, but tell someone else by bringing someone to the same person. So we, I really want this thing to resolve. <clears throat> then if not, then to the elders of the church, and then if it's just there's no connection, then there's no place. And that isn't discipline to separate. It's discipline to just separate the issues that our faith, our, our selfishness, our fear. <clears throat> so when he goes into, you know, if whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, this is in result to forgiveness, unforgiveness. And 
whatever you agree upon earth, it'll be done. That's about forgiveness and decisions that are to be made inside of the, under the banner, because God's whole covenant is being based on forgiveness. I will forgive your iniquities and your lawless sins. I will remember no more. And then uh, for where we come into agreement, which is the key for the place of power, and it's what we practice on our Wednesdays in teams, not teams that are organized by man or structured or directed, but just by the Holy Spirit and living word of God. Agreement forms, because he's in our midst, where the two of you agree or gather in my name, there I am in your midst. And so this, this, this possibility of life just explodes. I want to share a testimony in just a second, so I got to keep an eye on the time. But then uh, Peter's trying to sort this out. He's going, well, what do I do? I mean, with my brother's sins against me seven times, do I forgive him? Thinking he was being very generous, and Jesus multiplies it seven times 70. So, you know, and that was probably in one day, like 490 times if it happens, just keep it going. But he then tells the story of the unforgiving debtor and how the master was moved with compassion. So he released the debtor of 10,000 talents, which would be millions of dollars. And then the debtor, now free, goes and finds somebody who owes him money. So he's looking at a profit out of a debt. He's going out of debt. Now he wants to get profit through someone else's debt. Doesn't work that way. Kingdom doesn't operate. Once we require debt to be paid, then God returns us under the debt we owe. And we go back into the torment. And that's the parable. 1 Corinthians 2 talks about this glorious uh, foundation we're building on but we can live in our faith as carnal which is fleshly meaning that we're just kind of operating as the world operates mere men is how Paul puts it it's an insult and we get into strife and envy division we're trying to chase this idea not that we reject this group and then there's this this call to the to to the Lord's fulfillment and in us as we, we pass through the fire, the fire tests our works and the rewards are coming. Jump, jump back over to um, John, or excuse me, Genesis 17, which is where we were. I think we're in this, yeah, we're, we're in this 17s, and I'm talking about 18, but anyway, I sometimes go on and go further. But then in Genesis 17, Abraham is encountering the Lord and coming out of the the, di the disappointment and alignment with his disappointment in Ishmael. And God says, we're changing names. We're changing the focal. The promise is coming to Isaac. And you're to be circumcised. You're to cut off the foreskin of your own effort. And to add, as later would be called, the reproach of your, your abilities. So, growing. You know, Job's in the thick of things. He's trying to make, trying to get off of these accusations and it's not doing him well but we'll we're getting to that within a few days and and Isaiah's having to speak prophetically over nations so it's that you can go whoa but it's all leading to places we were in prayer today and I just take give me give me two minutes and the prayer was focusing on how the disappointments the delays and so perfect what Ali said uh, the idea where we had set our hope on this outcome and and I don't even know how we got it because we were repenting we were remitting all the sins 
I, someone else started just remitting all of the sins, past, present, and all that had come through Jubilee and hurt happened in Jubilee or because of Jubilee, those who left Jubilee because of offense and for, and, and I'm the pastor and I've been here since the beginning and I'm knowing, whoa, we have had lots of, uh, of lots of those and I'm been the cause of many of those. And I've also had many of those done against me. And so you have to let go. But that's a lot of years, and it's and I'm all of a sudden I'm brought to Jacob, and I've had a most profound experience. I don't have these often, and I can't bring them to. But I was I be I thought of Jacob, when Jacob lost his son Joseph, he fell into grief, and once he fell into grief, he no longer could move on in life. Yes, life continued; he maintained life, but he had no hope for life. He told his sons, "I'm going to die, mourning my son." And then he went on and he said um, uh, he refused to be comforted and so forth and so on. Joseph has to, uh, is going through a process. No one knows the sovereignty of God. No one knows that God is actually going larger than any individual life. And every individual life is playing into his sovereign family purpose. But what happened, as, as I'm reading this, because I often read the scripture, then pray from the scripture. I'm reading and I can't hardly contain myself I'm just weeping and I'm feeling the miraculous the miraculous gathering of the father to collect his family Jacob if anyone was not the right one to to father the the the, the moving from lineage of firstborn to firstborn or whoever and move it into a family into a nation but he was chosen and these brothers were nothing like it and he had a favorite and they were jealous and the envy put the the, the favorite one into a pit and sold him as a slave and now they're coming to be revealed and uh they just jake joseph you know 29 years um yeah about well no 17 so about about 23 years later he's standing before them and he's seeing them bow down he's remembering the dream and then when the when the when it comes time for this to unfold, and all of this is happening by the orchestration of God. No, one, no man could design this. You have uh, the, Jacob sending his sons back to Egypt a second time. Simeon has been kept a captive because Jacob has already, or Joseph had said, you're, you're lying and I'm not gonna, I won't believe you unless that younger brother you just mentioned, you bring him back. And as a surety, I'm bring, keeping Simeon. And now, they're having to go back and Judah, who was the mastermind of let's sell my brother instead of kill our brother, is saying, okay, Father, I will go down and I will take Benjamin, your youngest son, the brother of Joseph, the one now you can't bear to ever think you would lose. And I will take him and bring him back and I will take bear the responsibility. Well, the story you know is as they're leaving, the, the silver cup of Joseph is found in the knapsack of, of Benjamin's. And so it is decreed then, to Joseph says, you're going to be my slave because you stole that. And now Judah steps up. And I believe Judah is the tribe of Judah. Jesus came through and I'm just feeling the, I'm feeling the relentless, perfect, uh, capable, love of God to collect and gather everyone. So now Judah is moving some 
17 years, uh, 20, uh, more like 23 years later, and he's coming up and saying, I can't let you do this. My dad's heart will break, and, and he'll go to his grave, and I can't do that. I'll be your slave. Take me instead of Benjamin. And at that moment, there's, it's like all of our hearts have to be brought to a position where we each see the heart and where hearts unlock other hearts, and that's coming. I talk about big prayers. I'm seeing this, this massive reconciling of the family of God back to God and in that into one another. What happens is that Joseph weeps, sends everybody out, and he says to his brothers, I am Joseph. I'm Joseph. Does my father live? And, and they're just bewildered, dumbfounded, afraid. And he says, no, come see, see. And then he's saying, you don't be angry with yourself. You sent me here. You meant harm. But God sent me here for a purpose. And what I saw, and I, I have to shut down because we're all over time. There's so much in this. When this timing of Cairo starts to come of the maturity of a new move of God's people into position, all of us will begin to look at the, the setbacks and the destructive moments of life and we'll see what God was ordaining to catapult us into because of that journey. Even if it was just to discover who Jesus is, we wouldn't have known him to be this comforter, this helper, this healer, deliverer, this forgiver, unless we'd walked. But all of a sudden it's like, kaboom, Everything's going back. And now you've got a man who hasn't heard God speak to him in all of those years. Here's God speak to him on the way to Egypt, promising him the things that he longs for and the future of his, of, of his nation. And it just keeps growing, growing, growing. So we're coming to that real soon. But I want to release that blessing of it just takes that moment. And when we decide, oh, I want, I feel the move of release and I want to take the place of compassion. I want to step into the place of the other who's suffering. I want to move out of that way so others can be helped. That's that grace that flows. That's that forgiveness that flows. That's that compassion. And I believe I want to pray that over everyone. So let me come back into the house and then we'll pray. Bless you guys. So I'm going to just release a blessing. You're welcome to continue your prayer. But I declare in the name of Jesus that the unlocking of, of lives that have been locked up through circumstances, through loss, through delay, through betrayal, through distrust, through offense, to slavery, to the places that they've been sent by God, not knowing it was God sending them because it was by the unfaithfulness of man that they found themselves where they were. I declare that, Lord, you are moving, and you are the sovereign father of one family, and you're the one God and Father who is above all, that you are in through all, and you're in us all. And that you are knowing how to gather at the Kairos time all things into Christ, both which are in heaven and in earth, in one. So we yield, and we receive, and we accept that we are right where God has us on purpose, and God is able to accomplish exactly what he set out to do, and he's able to go beyond what he set out to do in our mind and resurrect what has died in the journey of obedience. And we receive that and receive it. Let it grow up and come alive in every life. In Jesus' name, amen.